just so y'all know, please, um, you can fast forward all of my episodes um, to about five minutes in just because that is my intro music. Um, since usually this is a video podcast, um, I have a countdown of five minutes. So please do if you need to.
what is going on everybody good afternoon i almost said good morning but it's good afternoon um and thank you for joining and just to give you a heads up my name is eric velasquez i am interviewing the candidates for the city of san antonio election for the 2020 2021 election um which is april 19th is the early voting and it ends on april 27th but the election day is may 1st so make sure you guys keep that in mind uh, being registered to vote will end soon. I believe it's March 31st before you can get registered to vote, but do it now if you haven't done so already. Um, and just a heads up for anybody watching on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, if you would like to join in and ask a comment, you can do so just by typing in the comments itself or, um, Facebook, YouTube, and, and Twitch. You can also actually jump into the live stream as well. So that is a little bit more interactive uh, for folks. So if you actually want to jump in and actually ask the question directly to the candidate without us having to interpret <laughs> what the uh, the question is, please do so. I'm putting the link down below in the comments. Um, Instagram, unfortunately, you don't have that option, um, but I, I encourage y'all to to go ahead and, and do that. And please keep it keep it nice and. Uh, and PG, please, <laughs> no cussing on this show, please. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, so go, let's, without further ado, let's go ahead and bring our, our, our next guest. What's going on? Not much. How are you doing today? Good, good, good. So go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody. Okay. Uh, my name is Robert Hernandez. I'm running for District 6 of Council San Antonio. Uh, pretty much born and raised in San Antonio. Uh, right now, I'm working for a local nonprofit. Uh, went to Esparza Elementary, then went to Saul Ross, graduated from Holmes High School. Um, pretty much just been in San Antonio since I was born. Um, new at this, so kind of nervous, kind of. Uh, <laughs> I don't really like talking about myself. I really don't like talking about myself, so it's kind of all new and everything. Um, reason I'm running, kind of want to broaden my scope of what I do in the community. If that makes any sense. And if you're watching TV and are like, I think I could do better or no, that's wrong. Kind of felt like that and got to the point where like, yeah, hey, let me see if I could do it. And now here I am. <laughs> well, I appreciate you, you know, coming on here and I'll, I'll tell you that hopefully this will be a little bit more comfortable um, than some of the, you know, interviews that either you might have in the future or, or that you had already. So hopefully you'll feel that way. Um, mm -hmm. So, but yeah, so, what was that jump like? You know, I know you just said that it was like you feel like you could do better, but what was that that thing that put you over the edge to where it was like, you know what? I'm thinking about it too. I'm like, you know what? I'm putting my name in that because it's not an easy task to do, right? So, it's, yeah, most definitely not an easy task. I'm still learning <laughs> the process. Um, it's almost like being back in school. When, <laughs> um, so. It, it was a combination of a lot of things. Um, one of the things like I said, I work for a local nonprofit. I work on the housing side. Um, so there's things I, I see in the housing side that I think, you know what, I can, I want to hedge that before it gets to become a bigger issue. Um, and I just think at one point it was kind of like once we're coming out of COVID and then um, it's like, it's becoming an issue. I see it, see it more in the community. So it's like, okay, now it would be the time. You know what I mean? Right now it would be the time to kind of move forward and kind of I always wanted to do it, so let's do it. Mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of the thing. There wasn't really like one night when I was just asleep in bed. It was more like I see it, I see it, I see it. And, and then it was like, okay, I think um, right now now's the time. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And so so what can you say to to the constituents that, that are going to vote to – persuade them to to why they should vote for you um yeah so one of the one things um i would say is this this city council nothing against them i just always feel like the city council is fighting with everybody and i'm trying to unite the city more than divide the city um we shouldn't be fighting with our um our police unions, our firefighters, these are jobs and these are people that we should be respecting the community. And I just think that sometimes uh, some people on the council um, have are so grounded in their political beliefs that they want to reach, reach across the aisle to bring people in to unite the city. And I think that's one thing that I can do is unite. I also, um, 
always been kind of open to anybody kind of not discriminate non-discriminative I guess to just bring people to the table and that's my main thing I think I want to bring everybody to the table like I said I was born and raised in, in this city um yeah, I mean so the city has a huge heart and I hate when the city is shown in a bad light I know there's more good in the city than there's bad and I want to bring that good to the table and unite unite the city and the district yeah so like are you, are you trying to say like you want to bring bring a light to the city council in a sense like I I, I think the city council it's always kind of seemed like the city council was not how you say it kind of like a far-reaching other little organization that nobody really knows that they run the city but nobody really knows what's going on i kind of want to bring that to light and bring it to those people in a sense like hey you can make the city council this is your council this is not a bunch of lawyers a bunch of um, people career life politicians these are people that you know like i said i was born in the city like i said i went to Sparta elementary saw ross holmes high school and you'll catch me at fiesta you'll catch me at all these places you know what i mean um you can see me at well, we run into each other like i mean my thing is like how many times do you run into your councilman you know what i mean just not like a career politician that's, that's what i want to kind of bring the council back to the people and mm -hmm. where i think the power should lie yeah definitely so um yeah there looks like there's five in that race right now and and uh so what are some things that you would like to or actually what are some of the things that you think that have been a good thing that has happened that you would like to build off on maybe that the current elected official has done or something that you've seen done in the, in the district that you think could be a little bit improved on, um, but you like that model. So, so one of the one things, one of my big things right now is a COVID recovery. Um, the one thing I did, I did like was um, the election for the job program that's going on through the city. Um, but my thing is that I would kind of want more oversight more kind of, it seems like they just gave, uh, the council and the mayor a blank check and kind of, there's no, there was real no thought of like what we're going to do next with all this money that we have for this job program. So that's one thing I kind of would want to kind of get in there and kind of structured and kind of maybe even get into the right organization. So one of the one things I'm also a big, um, advocate of is, is partnerships. So I, I believe I read that the city was trying to create this job program, but we already have people out there in the community that their jobs are um, specifically to find jobs for people and train them. We should be partnering with those, those organizations to kind of collaborate on this job program. Um, and one of the one things that um, the city did do that I did like was um, Council one at Mr. Trevino, he's always in, I was in a work group with housing, um, housing strategic work group, and they were always in there and they were able to pass um, ordinance where if you get evicted or an eviction notice, you get a pamphlet, pretty much a paper just stating what options you have during the pandemic. And that's something we were, I worked on. And that's, I would like to see more collaboration between nonprofits and the city. Mm. Gotcha. Okay. Um, JV has a, has a question here and I want you to be able to, um, says Robert is biased himself. Ron Delord, the pioneer police union stated the point of the union was to create conflict and create an enemy just like they did with Scully. That's organizing one-on-one. Is he holding them accountable for the same belief he's calling council out on? So, so my thing with the police union, um, and I'm not sure this is answer your question is that, I don't think we've, and that's the thing, it's always been this clash. And I kind of want to get in there and kind of just sit down and see what what, what, what are they asking for. It always feels like everybody, like when they're going to these meetings and every contract is negotiated, it always feels like, oh, let's get our sides together. Let's get our sides. This is, you know I mean, it's always like a fight. And I want to kind of get away from that. Let's, let's, I want to work with the police union and see what is needed and what is wanted. One of the one things is, um, like I said, I work at a nonprofit um, on the housing side, so um, it's a very it's a nonprofit with, that works with deal with homelessness. So one of the one things is we're not going to rest our way from rest our way out of homelessness. We got to have services and mental health issues is one of those services that the police they're coming around to. Uh, there's a documentary, a really great documentary on HBO 
about how the mental health unit, they help. I would like to see more services like that with, through delivered through SAPD. Um, so I'm trying to. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So I'll hold I, Of course, I'm holding. Every, every officer should be held accountable. You know what I mean? And one of the one things is, um, I guess the proposition that's on the ballot is something about, um, of course, doing the union way. And then the other one is about, um, I guess, the, the grievance policy with the police. Well, well it's the re repealing of Chapter 174 uh, as far as the the uh, contract itself. So, um, you know, we, we've obviously been hearing a lot of back and forth and somebody's lying. These people are lying. So, I, you know, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of, uh, you know, mud slinging around, you know. So, I mean, I think uh, we need some more definite answers on on what's going to happen. Um so I really strongly suggest we we start asking those questions. But I, I think too is what what he was trying to say is is are you going to hold those unions not not just the police officer but the unions themselves accountable? Um, by which I don't know exactly specifically on on who can hold those people accountable. But um, what would you like to see done with that in that area? As far as the unions, I, like I said, I want to bring them to the table. I want to talk to them. I want to see what they say. I want to see what they want. Like the unions, they represent the police. You know what I mean, I understand that there needs to be negotiations. Um, this we're not negotiating with this. We're not negotiating with that. I mean, it kind of almost needs to be like a fresh start where everybody needs to put everything on the table and kind of go from there. You know what I mean, we need to like first of all, police officers have a tough job. You know what I mean. Um, and they do need to be held accountable. Same thing. Uh, I'm not sure exactly the same thing with uh, about accountable to the union or what. Like, I mean, unless there's mis mis misguidance there or something that that needs to be kind of. Um, but I haven't heard anything on, on that nature. But I do. Police should be held accountable, but we should also respect and we should make uh, police officers a job that somebody wants. If your if your daughter, son. Father became a police officer. Something you should be proud of. Gotcha. Um, uh, okay. Well, here. Um, I missed the point that city asked for input on the SA Ready Work Program and partnerships. Did you participate? No, I did not. Um, and, and that's the one thing. Like I said, I'm just, I don't know everything. And that's one of the one things I do kind of. And this is why I'm going to all these meetings because the one thing I. I want information. I mean, I don't know it all. I don't know a lot of these, like what, like some of these programs that are set aside that are specifically to certain like targeted audience. Yeah. So I do want to know what's going on. You know what I mean? And that's and the thing. Like I know there is a few partnerships, but I think it's like 134 million dollars. If I'm correct, that's a large number that could be helping a lot of people. And from what I read, and I can't remember where I read it back, and I kind of glimpsed it is that the mayor kind of wanted to kind of restart a whole job program. And I'm thinking, why are we going to stop restart a whole job program when we can partner up with maybe Texas Workforce Commission? Um, I forgot the other, there's another agency out there whose job is to train and kind of go through that process of locating employment and stuff like that. Well, or, and, and, and I, and I also heard the argument of why, why are we, retraining people to do something else when they were already doing something that they really love to do you know some of them I, I mean not not all of them obviously but you know something that people really wanted to do and now their their only option is to go get retrained or you know so i mean there's the kind of that aspect too you know what i mean yeah no and i totally understand it because i think it's only a certain amount of um certain amount of certificates that you could get or something like that. There's a, there's like a list that you got to select from. And I totally understand. And that's something that I would kind of look into is like what, what's in place. Like if you had a welder, that's a really, that he loved doing that welding job. How would we keep him in that welding job? And directly in my head, it would make more financial sense if we just kind of locate a new job for him instead of training him again to do something else. You know what I mean? Um, you know I mean, so that's something that I would look into. And that's why I kind of like this job program. I don't know much about it. And I would kind of like to see more, a little bit of my fault on that, just not kind of researching kind of as much as I should have probably. But that's one of the programs I would look at. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's a, it, it's meant well. It's just sometimes it probably not, it's not might not be delivered as well as I think it could be. Right. And, you know, I mean, 
there, there, there's a lot of things happening, right? There's, there's always a lot of things happening. So, you know, some of the things you, not everybody's gonna know. Um, but uh, you know, like, like I think it was Councilman Perry. He was like, well, there's only about five thousand people that have, or I can't remember what he said. I think it was like only like thirty-five people or something that something really low that had enrolled into the program. But that was at the start. But there was actually been. A higher number, a lot higher number than that that have actually graduated. So, you know, I mean, things change constantly. So it's just trying to stay on top of that situation. Um, so, what what would be your first item of business you would like to accomplish uh, if you do get elected into office? So, before the first things, I kind of would, of course, the pandemic, um, kind of um, COVID. COVID is kind of the recovery. I think for the next few years is what's going to be kind of our main thing. And COVID recovery encompasses a lot of stuff, um, and, it and it encompasses job programs, bring back also small businesses, make sure they're okay because that's a lot of the economy right there. We got to make sure that a lot of these businesses that shut down do have that option or opportunity to return. Um, and we got to kind of figure out how to kind of make sure that through the process that the city is with them, to kind of go through that. Uh, another one is housing, of course. That's like my kind of thing. Is that's what I do right now for local nonprofits housing. Um, I would kind of want to see how Saha and um, San Antonio uses their tax credits. One of the one things is um, we give these tax credits to these uh, apartments and then um, it's kind of like it, nobody kind of sees what's going on as far as like the follow through. Um, and then another thing is, are, are you are you talking about like the the subsidies, like, for example, like the the Western Urban and the Lone Star District? Yeah. Um, yes. Um, to where to where they're getting basically like TERS money, and then mm -hmm. also uh, uh, credits towards their uh, property taxes. They're getting like tax cuts for their property taxes. Yes, and then in exchange, they're supposed to do what they call affordable living. Yeah. Um, another 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 thing is that affordable living is not necessarily affordable. You know what I mean? Um, some places I've known and they get tax credits. And their rent starts off at a thousand. You know what I mean? For a one bedroom, and it's and like I said, I work with um, I work in the housing side, so sometimes I have clients who are on SSDI, and then there's no way they can afford the thousand um, dollar um, rent. Um, another thing is, I kind of want to just Saha kind of get with Saha to see how best we can expand um, income-based property and kind of. Um, especially for the disabled, especially on what I call fixed income or fixed incomes. Right. Well, I mean, I think we really need to also find out what happened during this snowstorm, right? Like we can't even maintain the properties that they already have because, you know, they didn't have any power, which I get, you know, a lot of people didn't, but also they didn't have backups, right? They didn't have people to go help. They didn't have, you know, they just didn't have a lot of things. So I, I think we really need to look at those because instead of expanding, kind of like how the city is, we're expanding, right? We're expanding to farther out North and, and, and everything, but we're not taking care of the infrastructure that's already in place. Uh, probably the same thing with Saha, right? I mean, we're, we're not taking care of the infrastructure that's here with Saha, these buildings that are here that are older. We don't have backup generators. So, I mean, um, do you think maybe we need to do that? First. Yeah, and that then that's a little bit of the whole thing is I think that's just that's the city in general. I mean that's the whole city. I, like I said, like in the housing when I'm in the housing, I see a lot of different things. Like I see I'll see a house for sale, quarter million dollars next to a house that's falling apart, and then it's like how is that even possible? And then so what ends up happening? People just end up getting taxed out of the property. You know I mean, uh, and so that's one thing. Like Saha, it, and they are trying to remodel. You know what I mean, um, Saha is trying. Um, can't knock them on that. It's a really difficult process and difficult task, especially upgrading some of their buildings after I think um, that other senior community that caught on fire that didn't have sprinklers uh, about a couple years back, and then Saha did go through and kind of look at their buildings. And they're they're on a limited budget, so I kind of understand that. But kind of maybe getting with them and kind of see where the money's going, kind of what's the best way we could help um the community you know what i mean like i said uh it's difficult out there especially if you're living on a fixed income 
And so trying to be able to find a, a apartment to live in off of eight eighty a month. You know I mean, that's something that I would kind of try to figure out with Saha. Also, Saha's waitlist. There um, right now the voucher waitlist is closed, but at one point it was up to almost five years. You know what I mean? That is kind of that is we we got to fix that, and they're they're trying to fix it as best as they can. But I would think that um, if we got the right people in the room, we could figure this out um, at least to kind of assist a bunch of people that really do definitely need it. Right, and and I mean, are there some things that you can see that could be done differently because it's it's only getting worse it seems like um and i don't know maybe it's not maybe it's not maybe it's getting better but i'm just saying in your perspective do you think it's getting worse uh do you think there's something different that we can do um with the zaha program oh i so okay so there's two names going here first the city's growing so fast the city's growing so fast and it's aging so rapidly. Um, we're having a, a older population. And um, so Saha, we gotta grow with it. You know what I mean? We, you know what I mean, I think sometimes we plan for now instead of planning for the future. And I think that's where Saha is. Saha, and we've been budget cutting and that's through the government and stuff like that. But I think um, we do gotta kind of get a plan and what, one thing also is I'm reading is because I always you all hear these plans, these plans, these plans. I have the 2020 plan or 2040 plan from from the city or these plans. And it just seems like it never happens. And I kind of want to get in there to kind of just make sure that some stuff does follow through. And you know what I mean, it's great to have these plans. And oh, like I said, I work in nonprofits and I've been in meetings and um, not necessarily through that nonprofit, but in other meetings with some housing coalitions and stuff. And it's like we're having this great big old event. And then it's like they get put on the it's on the news that they met for this, and then nothing ever comes of it. And I kind of want to just go in there and kind of make sure that we can kind of follow through and maybe kind of, um, like I said, follow through with some of the plans and make sure that we help people. Hey, you know, I, I I think what what's happening is is that there's a lot of times where these plans are brought up but they are not uh, implemented until years later right and it's always either passed when a council person is already either coming on or whatever and you know and then obviously there's a lot of times where a lot of the people don't pay attention to it so you know i mean because there's always things going on so um do you think that could be it maybe maybe just because there's they're just far in the future i mean you know what I mean? That they, they're they're not implemented right here and there. You know, and we we've talked about it with some other candidates. It's like we bring these ideas, we pass some ideas, but they're not implemented until four years or six years later because that's when we're going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I guess you see it that way. But it's like if we're in this position now, I mean, you can say whatever you want to say. Like, oh, I'm gonna do this in five six years. It's like we got to figure out something in the meantime right now until we get to that point. In a sense, like. I mean, little things that we can kind of work on is just like um, trying to figure out how to get that list shorter, how to bring in more income-based properties. Look at the tax credits. You know, I mean, like we talked earlier, is like, are these tax credits being used wisely to where we could get more, I guess, more bang for the buck? In that kind of sense, I don't think they are. <laughs> you know, because if you look are. at it, uh, if you look at it, a lot of these these businesses, you know, the bigger businesses, they're getting you know, they're not paying any property taxes. And, and you look at comparatively, you have the north side. And we, we looked at one the other day is we looked at one hotel that's and it's the same company, right? So one hotel on the north side is paying like what $790,000 in, in taxes. And then you look at the one on the south side, like on District 3, and they're not paying any taxes that, that are contributing to the community. So if you look at, I'm sure in district six, you'll start probably looking at some that you'll find that aren't paying any taxes. And, and at what point do we say, no, no more. Are we going to keep doing this and, and having these companies pay affordable housing, uh, you know, market, you know, like what, what, what would you like to see done? Or would you still like to see that done to have them do affordable housing? I, I, I think they're benefited to a point. So we got to look at them and see, like, are they really assisting the people that they're tended to? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you should be able to get a tax credit and then charge $1,000 for your rent. 
because that's not affordable living. You know what I mean? Um, so I think we kind of need to look into that. That's where I kind of want to come in to look at it because I don't know the deal. I don't know all the details in the background, what's going on and what it is. But like you said, there's the the difference between paying all that tax and paying almost no tax and then saying affordable living and paying no tax and then charging a thousand dollars for to for your unit doesn't make sense i mean it it, it doesn't it it doesn't make sense it's kind of like um it just where's the money flow pretty much i mean um there's a lot of great nonprofits out there that would be able to do a lot more with more of the tax money Right. Well, and it also comes back on the taxpayers and the, the property owners and homeowners that, you know, we had to front these bills and then the teachers don't get paid and then the, everything else. Like, it's just it's a constant thing. But um, so uh, what what's your plan on bridging the gap between city council and the citizens themselves? Like the, as far as like with either. I, I think bring them together. I, I think doing, doing things like this, doing more of these things, being out there in the community. Of course, my office is um, my phone number. I don't know if anybody has my number. Um, I'm more than free to give it out in the group chat. Um, I don't know if anybody wants. They could text me. My number is 210-601-0543. Um, I mean, just kind of being out in the community more and just kind of um, making sure that everybody feels that they have a voice. I'll listen to anybody, uh, even Jay, who's kind of bashing me right now in the <laughs> chat. And I welcome it, man. I welcome it. Uh, I'm, I might not be the most smartest. I may not be the most uh, informed, but I will listen. I will listen to anybody that wants to speak to me. Like I said, my number is out there. Um, I wish we did have more um, meetings or more. So I grew up in the so I grew up in San Antonio um, and I spent a lot of my time in the community center. I mean, that's one thing I think the community centers are really there for the community. Um, I I felt when I was little, I would wake up and go to the community center and get from the community center and go home, especially on the weekends or in the summer. Uh, one of the things I think we kind of neglected our community centers and kind of, I mean, speaking for me, and I'm not sure about the other council, I would be in community centers. I'll be on the community um, as much as possible. I said, open door access to you, but that was one of the speeches. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I, I grew up going to Palm Heights. I don't know if anybody knows where that's at Palm Heights over off of uh, Nogaritos. So that was, uh, that was my place. <laughs> that was place. Oh, I think I worked a little bit at Palm Heights. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I actually Garza. I grew up at Garza. I grew up and then I started working a little bit at Garza. Then I went to Melendres or Monterrey. Then I went to Cuellar. Oh, okay. so, but that was a while back. Yeah, and, and so okay. So what are what are some of the the items in the city that are city owned? Maybe that you feel are being underutilized. Is it some of the community centers? Is it some buildings or the, the community centers? I really do believe the community centers. Um, I would love to see Parks and Rec is doing good, um, but I just think they're kind of um, spacing out some of the kids. And I don't know now, especially now, if I would be able to go in to a community center like I was when I was younger and uh, um, to go out there and hang out and be a real community center where the community comes in. So I would love to see more meetings being neighborhood meetings being brought in community centers, more services into the community centers. You know what I mean, one of the one things I would kind of want to do is I would like to see a police officer in every community center um, as much as possible just so that um, the community feels safe to go there. Sometimes um, some of the community centers are kind of rough, you know what I mean? But I would, would love to see um, an officer in the community center. I know there's park police, but just also just kind of an officer there to kind of just bridge that little gap. And then of course, um, community leaders being in there, you know what I mean? That's the one thing, uh, community centers is one. Um, libraries also the same thing. Um, more services through libraries and libraries do pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so with that, what what's your take on the, the police issue as far as with, and I, we kind of touched on it, but as far as, do you think that, that some of the police need to be held accountable specifically? Um, is there anything that you would like to see done while in city council that can try to, to, to do that and to encourage police department to, to be uh, held accountable um, or do you think that it, everything's like 
good. <laughs> Definitely not everything is good. Definitely not everything is good. If everything was good, then I probably wouldn't be running. Oh man, we wouldn't. It wouldn't be on the news every day. Police need to be held accountable. You know what I mean? And that's the one thing. Um, they do need to be held accountable. And honestly, like, and in reality, there's probably for every thousand good cops, there's probably that one bad cop, which kind of throws it all off. You know what I mean? Um, but I think the police do need more training, more, um, more training, more, especially to mental, relate to mental health issues, um, just more training, kind of understanding um, of the issues that go on in the community. Uh, like I said, one of the one things I do kind of want to see is police offer more services. You know what I mean? Uh, we can't arrest our way out of everything. Um, and we can't throw everybody in jail. We don't have room for that. And so a lot of this stuff has underlying issues. You know what I mean? Um, there's a reason why, hey, like I said, like it goes back to almost to the parks in the sense like if I didn't have the park and I wasn't going to hang out with my friends, what would I be doing? And the same thing now is like if you don't, if you don't have a job or you have nothing else to do, what are you going to do? You're going to just hang, in, hang out and do nothing? No, you're going to go find something to do. And usually it's trouble. You know what I mean? And so I think um, I would like to see the police more kind of more – Community police, pretty much, you would call it. I mean, of course, I know they got to do their job, um, but kind of just coming to understanding that it's a hard job and um, they need our respect, and but yet they need to be held accountable. I mean, to like like the saying is, to gain respect, you have to give respect, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, so, so that the one topic that I really want to talk about specifically is, especially since you said you, you you're with a nonprofit for housing. What would you like to see done with the the houseless population, the, the homeless population? Um, what can we do differently, and what would you like to do differently um, than what's being done right now? So, first of all, the one thing about the homeless population is that. There's a reason for homelessness. You know what I mean? There's a there's a reason, and so you know what I'm trying to say is so like we first of all, it shouldn't be criminalized. Cr- criminalized. Um, a lot of the homeless population has mental health issues, and that's not being addressed. Addressed. So that's the first place we would start address addressing the mental health is, issue side of it. Um, another thing is that um, the homelessness. Um, we can't. It's not. I'm trying to. I got. I got so much stuff in my head going, trying to flow out. It just kind of seems like everything. So we need to kind of. Um, so as far as housing side, the homeless, we do need a true. Um, was it? I forgot. Off the top of my head, just blew, kind of blew off the top of my head. Um, housing first, a true housing first um, model where. We have a homeless person and, oh, I, I need this service. We can put them in a, a unit and we can give them a service, around them by the services that they need. You know what I mean? And so they won't be homelessness, homeless no more. That's one of the things that we do need to start off. Here was master listening. Houston has a real good program um, that they have out the Star of Hope, I believe it's called. Um, also, another thing, and I think there is a project going on like in the east side, um, almost kind of built after um, – uh, thing in, in Austin where these tiny homes are built and um, people get to live in them and they pay a certain amount of rent or they um, they help the community kind of grow. Um, so that's one thing that we also would need. I know there's been um, a few tiny houses built in the city, but I think they got caught up in the city council red tape and they weren't able to be um, used, utilized as good as we, we should. And I find that kind of disturbing in the sense that we do have we have units and for whatever reason, the city cannot instead of putting barriers up to that housing, the city should be tearing down those barriers to kind of fix that. Well, and and I I think a large reason is because of the the people that live around that neighborhood. Right. Uh, Because I actually had spoken to um, a a lady who who owns the Comfort Cafe. I don't know if you ever heard of the comfort cafe and she was reaching out to me and letting me know that they wanted to build they bought land right in the medical center area they bought land and they were going to basically do like that like a community where it's like a rehabilitation community but nobody wanted it there right Mm -hmm. and so they were stuck so it's just things like that like how can you convince the the community um to to do to change to embrace that 
um, yeah, in, in a safe way. You know what I mean? You know, I totally understand. I think that's a little bit of education. I think um, one of the one things is we do kind of need to educate um, kind of the community as far as what homelessness is, because you don't know who's homeless. You really don't. You don't know when you go drop off your your child at daycare and stuff. You do not know that person is homeless or not. When you go pick up food, you don't know if that person's homeless or not. You know what I mean? And that's the one thing. I think we have more kind of education. I think that's one thing that the um, winter storm kind of brought up. Uh, seeing homeless people um, is kind of go through that. I think that kind of opens a little bit of people's heart. You know what I mean, and we kind of I think we do kind of need a little bit of education about the homeless population is that most people don't want to be homeless. Most people would, would want a job, want a house. You know, I mean, they kind of want these things that kind of everybody else has in a sense. Um, so I think that's something education kind of um, also working with church and church organizations to kind of help the homeless people kind of um, come housed and kind of self-sustaining. And like I said, I think a lot of it has to do with mental health issues um, or addiction um, and trying to get the programs like this to, Get programs so they can be assisted to become self-sustaining. Right. And like I said, one one of the great things that um, where I worked a nonprofit, they um, every they have spotlights on um, people that have gone through homelessness and um, have are now self-sustaining and what they're doing now and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, we definitely need a lot more of that. Of you know, not the negative stuff, the positive stuff. Yeah, know? most definitely. Man. <laughs> um, so, what are what are your plans to to help the community um, help with their property taxes? I know, I know that you you won't be able to do anything specifically with BCAD, but I'm just saying, what are some things that you would like to introduce for your your district um, to help alleviate some of these issues with the property taxes? Um, home home extent or exemption taxes. I would love to have more of those. I don't know, um, kind of keep that going. Also, would kind of like to educate on educate the citizens on the process of how to fight your tax, your evaluation of your property and stuff, and how to kind of go through that. I mean, I think one of the big things is I think education is really, really, um, really, really important and anything that we're kind of doing and i think one of the one things is educate people how to kind of fight those taxes and hikes and stuff like that mm-hmm. exactly the website thing you just post, post yeah <laughs> yeah i didn't know yeah. that's it so, I mean, that's and i and i would kind of look also um city might not be able to do it but the city can be can be supportive of sometimes some things of what we can do um would love to see a cap on certain things especially maybe even if it's on um kind of city utility services that we have going on to kind of lower those taxes or what we can, what taxes the city has, school districts and stuff like that we can lower. Oh, as far as with the school, I mean, from especially talking to, to some of these, uh, to some of the school board people, they're not getting enough money. So <laughs> I think you would, you would probably get a little, a little bit upset, you know, but yeah, I mean, I, I think at the most part, you know, we're looking at, a lot of people are getting taxed out of their homes and a lot of people are not protesting their taxes. They don't know how to do it. Um, and, uh, Ryan, I do see your question. I will get to it soon. Oh, it's on Instagram. Sorry. It's on Instagram. Um, I will get to your question. I promise. Uh, uh, the website to protest. If you have never protested your taxes before, you should be getting an appraisal here soon in the mail. Um, sometime soon i don't know what they they seem sporadic sometimes but once you get it you will have a form it'll show you how much your home is valued at quote unquote um and if you have a e-file pin on the top right hand corner that means you can go ahead and go online and protest your taxes if you do not have one you just call them up and ask for an e-pin and they will give you an e-pin really quick and then you'll be able to go online and protest your taxes really simple it takes five minutes to just reject the offer they'll resend you another offer to counter offer it and then you reject that one too uh even though it's going to be like five thousand dollars off of your your price you're going to still reject it regardless if you just bought a new home or you're just about to buy a new home whatever it is you still want to protest it um and then then you'll go into a formal interview 
And then that's when you'll start doing the negotiations, kind of like buying a car, really, if you think about it. That's the how the whole process goes. So if you don't like buying a car, you're probably not going to like protesting your taxes, but please still do it. Um, and uh, they, they do make it intimidating. It's a little intimidating sometimes if you're not used to the situation. So, But they are doing phone interviews right now, I believe. So um, please make sure you protest your taxes at bcad.org. Um, okay, so Ryan asked uh why are you choosing to run against the current incumbent she is doing a great job okay so yeah let's i, I know you kind of answered it but so yeah. i have no issues with uh, melissa um but i just think that i could bring more people to the table i think i my experience through san antonio um i can kind of i i want to unite the community and it's not really it's not really like i'm running against her in the sense like Oh, she's doing a bad job. It's more like, okay, I see this issue coming up. I want to kind of address it. And like I said earlier, it's kind of like, well, maybe I, I you're watching TV and you're like, why are they doing that? They should be doing this. Why are they doing that? And that's why I'm kind of more running. Hopefully that kind of answers that. It's not really like really against her. It's more just kind of like, I see, I see this issue. I want to work on this issue. Gotcha. Um, and I also said, why would you cap city services? I, the city, the 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 raising the rates on that, like the water rates and stuff like that, kind of making sure that it's a uh, growing at kind of almost inflation rate, not having these big old jumps of 20, 30 percent, more like a five to maybe five percent a year. It could only go maximum cap rates like that. That's what I mean. Gotcha. Okay. And maybe not giving some of these uh, executive directors a, a big bonus raise, right? <laughs> yeah, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another whole issue, CPS, and you know what I mean. Um. Okay. Well, uh, Ryan said, "Then why not work with her and sit on the board or commission?" Okay. I, so that's like I said. Honestly, like I said, it's something I've always wanted to do run for city council, and I'm not opposed to if she wanted my input or anything. If the election happens and uh, whoever wins, they want my input. In. If I don't win, I'm, I'm I'm more willing to help out any way I can. You know what I mean? I'm not here, like I said, I'm not here to try to divide anybody. If anything, I'm here to unite more people, bring them together. I think the more people we have at the table, the better it is. Even though sometimes the table may get loud and kind of messy, at the end of the day, I think if we're in a room of people, we could figure out these issues that we have. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Well, um, yeah. And thank you, Ryan, for those questions. I mean, you know, thank you. I mean, they're, they're a little bit difficult, but hey, I mean, that's why we're here. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, so again, if anybody also wants to to jump into the actual live stream, I will post the, the link is up above in Facebook, YouTube or Twitch. Um, so if you'd like to actually jump into the conversation, you can come in, um, make sure you enable audio and video. You can just do one if you want. If you just want to do audio, that's fine. Um, but you can jump into the actual conversation and ask directly uh, uh, to you as well, okay? Um, Instagram, unfortunately, you won't be able to. Uh, so hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So definitely take, take this opportunity to be able to do this because uh, since we're not having forums like we used to have or forums where people can actually ask questions without, you know, being limited or whatever it is, it's, this is, this is the perfect place to do it. So <laughs> and, and most definitely it's like, if y'all want to do another one, I'm more than welcome to do it. Um, of course my number is um, 210-601-0543. Feel free to send me a text a message good or bad <laughs> whatever y'all want like i said <laughs> um i just like i i really am running because i think um i i don't know i just for whatever reason i feel sometimes city council feels like it's another land and i kind of want to show like hey you can do it anybody can become yeah i mean anybody can run in the whole process and um like i said i was born and raised i have no issues with what's with the, with her particular in this district i just think yeah, want to move the city forward. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, uh, do you feel like the infrastructure in your district is is good, or does it need some so, development? So, with District Six, is such a white district, and I, um, as as most districts are, it, it goes from Quare Community Thirty Six and Old Highway Ninety all the way to Sixteen Hundred Four. So, 
old highway 90 in that area it definitely needs help you know what i mean sometimes uh we go down um calebra and it is it, we call it the roller coaster you know what i mean because it's like a roller coaster and then on 1604 you have these nice great streets that um that are perfectly fine and so the inner city part of it does definitely need some infrastructure um maintenance or build um but yeah um like i said and also i as far as i know there's not many parks and like community centers up more north for 1604 if i'm understanding it right mm -hmm. um, but that's something i kind of would have loved a community center out there yeah and if you look at it there's a little strip of district six <laughs> and one street that goes up <laughs> up here i think this is, isn't this a uh, government canyon yeah government canyon is one of the, the yeah, parks yeah yeah, yeah. So it's uh, <laughs> it's I don't think it's gonna be, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a huge district. I think if you look back at everything, all districts are like that, you know what I mean? Except for I think the what is it five is kind of more in the middle, um, but yeah, yeah, you know five I mean? and but, one, but yeah, there's a definitely a high concentration of people, um, in, in, in district one, but yeah, um, so uh, what was I? Where was I? Hold on, let me bring this up, um, so. Oh, where are we at? Hold on. Infrastructure. Oh, yeah, infrastructure. Oh, what is uh what does community mean to you? That means neighbors. That means people that you go to the store with. That's um who you watch out for and who watches out for you. Um community you learn from. Uh community is who you are. I mean, that's kind of like everything. Community is being able to know your neighbors, go somewhere, feel safe be able to talk and discuss stuff, um, kind of making sure everybody's okay. Um, I mean, that's what community means to me, just kind of, you know what I mean? Being able, be able to be in a place that you're comfortable. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. The hardest question of the day. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are your top three small business restaurants that you like in District Six? <laughs> District Six, uh, my favorite place to get brisket, and it's called the Rib House of Old Highway Ninety. Okay. Um, and then um, ah, there's another barber close, but I can't remember the top of off the top of my head. I just kind of know where it's oh, at. They're, they're counting on you. They're counting on you. And then I'm trying to think of, and I'm trying to think if it's in District Six. It's a, and I can't. It's off of. Um, I don't think it's District Six, honestly. It's off of Ben Russ. It's a little Mexican restaurant right next, almost by the fireplace. That's where I was getting my fajita tacos. Um, <laughs> and then I'm trying to think. Those are our main kind of areas that we go to. Those three, um, but for sure, brisket from the Rib House is my number one spot. Nice. All right. And then uh, last question: What is uh, what are your, I guess, three favorite uh, uh, musical artists or bands or? Okay, so with the, so right now, number one artist probably favorite right now is or it's actually kind of it's kind of weird. I have like my go to guy, which is Jay Z, and our, whenever I can just kind of relax and listen to Jay Z. Second guy right now, just because it just seems like he never puts out anything. I'm not sure anybody is into rap or so is Drake. I just kind of love him, Drake. And then the third one, it kind of, it, it can be, I don't know. Uh, my boy has me listening to Mac Miller right now. And that's where that's <laughs> that kind of changes all the time. Uh, he's, whatever he's listening to, it kind of throws me into that kind of oh, Mac Miller kind of, he's been listening to Mac Miller, so that's what's been kind of playing. So that be my third one right now. Uh, but I love all kinds of music. Um, I just, right now I'm kind of into the rap. And, I don't know about you if it ever does. It kind of changes on what depending on what mood. Sometimes I'll go. Oh yeah, like, like like right now. I mean, my go-to is Moana. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> the song from Moana, you yeah, know, Disney it, movie. So yeah, so it always changes. It's just depending on what mood. And then sometimes I'll be in my country <laughs> mood, and people are like, "Why are you listening to country for like a week?" And then sometimes I go into, um, I go into my rock mode and. Sometimes, sometimes me and the boy are working out to Selena, and it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just, I'm everywhere on that. Hey, that's all right. That's, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I ask those questions because I, I think 
um, you know, I think people can connect more with 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 who you are, especially with music. Music always connects people together. Music and, and hobbies. Um, yeah. So, what are, what are some hobbies? Do you have any hobbies that that you want to share? Ooh. Oh, I was gonna say also also pets. I think people connect through pets. You know, I mean, I have oh three bad dogs. But as far as hobbies, um. The one thing I I love sitting down watching TV, and it depends. Okay. Like, so like, so like, like right now, um, for whatever reason, I just always watch like criminal shows, the uh, first forty-eight. Um, oh. I'm trying to think of the other ones that they have. First forty-eight, um, 60, sixty days in. So that's kind of what I kind of watch. Um, hobbies: uh, basketball, um, training basketball. I do a lot of. I used to have a youth a basketball team um, okay away from that for a little bit but that was kind of a hobby yeah yeah for sure well man thank you appreciate it uh so how can people get a hold of you yeah if okay. they want to donate volunteer what, what, what are you looking for so as far as donating we still haven't gotten there yet i'm still trying to read out how to do all the um, tracking of that and everything uh, so hold off on that uh the best way to uh if you need if you want to reach out to me the best way is my phone number to text me um, that will be at 210-601-0543. And um, I can send you the links. I do have a Twitter um, and a Facebook. I just don't promote them as much because I'm I'm not really that tech savvy as far as I should be. Do it, bro. Do it. I find, do it. I, no, I find this setup amazing how it's all set up. I thought it was like a Zoom. I, I think we text each other. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was like, it's a Facebook link. I like, I never done it, but I'm sure I could figure it out. Like, no, link, it'll be on everything. I was like, wow, man. Yeah, man. But, we're we're on we're on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, uh, Instagram. But I I, I ghetto fight it. I I'm just recording on my cell phone. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm here's my hand. Uh, but you know, I mean, that's the only way Instagram. Or Instagram doesn't let you connect all of them together. So I was like, you know what? Instead of asking you guys to to face or instagram live me as well as doing this it was just too much of a hassle so sorry for all the candidates that i did earlier that i had to do that um this is easier and it's clearer and you guys get to see kind of like what we're seeing on facebook so um but yeah man uh, i i encourage you to make sure you 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 know start doing some social media too yes, definitely helps. Oh, most definitely i'm gonna start um doing that um pretty soon i think give me one second real quick second I just kind of want to send out. I want to make sure I have. I don't. Yeah, I don't have it up here. It's a um, Robert H four six. That's that should be the uh, usernames for Twitter, Facebook, and um, Instagram. Robert H four six. Robert H four F O R or the number four. F O R. Four six. Yeah. And um, like that. Uh, like, yeah. Okay. Kind of like that. Yes, that looks good. All right. Um, uh, the funny thing about that is, uh, when I when we um, applied to be on the city council or applied for the to run, I was gonna put Rob four six, and then of course somebody else uh, jumped in as uh, there's <laughs> another Robert in there. It's like, oh, that took that away. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i i still do have to do rob rob if you're watching i still i do need to get to you i know we had we had to reschedule last time but um but yeah no i mean this is this this is open for everybody um we want to make sure that everybody gets a voice even though you know I, i've heard plenty of times where well well we you know it should only be viable candidates but either way though i think everybody should have a voice regardless of whatever it is um you know if you're serious there have been some people that have said no i don't want to do it because i'm just doing it to put it on there and i don't really you know and that's fine you know so but i i want to make sure that the whole purpose of this is to make sure that everybody has a voice for it um so uh, thank you for coming on, Robert. I appreciate you. Thank you for everybody for for joining and asking some questions. And for all the viewers, um, if you would like to sponsor or maybe uh, donate as well to this live stream, you can. My cash app is down below. Uh, 
you know, if you'd like to just donate a little bit, that's fine. Um, I'm doing this completely free out of my own time and pocket. So, um, you know, so I'm not tied down with anybody. But I do need to ask y'all a question later on. I'll probably do it in another live stream separately just because I want to ask some questions and um, kind of direction that you guys want to see this going to. So, but thank you, Rob. I appreciate it. And thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you, everyone. Uh, yeah, for sure. And mm -hmm. you guys, you guys have an awesome day. All right. You too. Thank you, sir. Yep.